0: (laughs) 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 Oh, freestyle jazz over here. (laughs)
1: Hold on. Just gotta get comfortable.
0: (laughs) Spoiler alert. Hi. Hey, you. Welcome to episode 11. Hello. Hello. This is Syndication, is the uh, podcast that has the 11th episode that you're listening to. Mm should have started with Syndication. It's too late now. We're already the cat's out of the bag, the genie's (laughs) out of the bottle. The episode has started. I am your host with the, what's the opposite of most? Least Tyler Young. That's me. Uh, sitting to my left is one of three hosts <laughs> who has a <an> name. <laughs> you're, you're the host of the least. Is that what you said? Well, it's host with the most, but I fucked mm. up so badly that I felt I you're didn't
2: earn the yeast title. with the least. Yeah,
0: I'm the yeast with the least. You're the yeast make with the least bread. Oh, I thought I just had an infection. <laughs> Gross, man. <laughs> it's
2: uh, natural. Okay.
1: Uh, I, I'm Devin Ellis, and to my left we have.
2: And I'm Matt, sister-daughter.
0: Oh. <laughs> it's Matt, sister-daughter. <laughs> it's sister one daughter. word.
2: <laughs>
1: I, Is it, does it spelled like it sounds? Uh, no. How's it spelled?
2: Differently. <laughs>
0: Is it hyphenated? Well, I'm curious.
2: No, one word. One word? One word. word. Sister-daughter. Sister-daughter. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it sister or sister with an A-H?
2: Uh, No, it, it's sister Hmm. Uh, but not the way you think. It's R E, not E R. Mm.
0: Oh, like theatre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> theatre. <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> e old theatre. Or, or
2: Centra. Centra.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Centra Square. Hey, uh, we did a movie this week, right? We watched one. No, we did one. We, we did, made we a movie a... this week. <laughs>
2: Were you related to that movie?
0: Was. I related to the movie.
2: I mean, it's on theme. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we did the
0: classic movie Chinatown, the neo at the time, noir film uh, from 1974. And Matt, you picked this one. I did. Why yeah. the hell did you pick this one?
2: Why'd you pick this, Matt? Um, well, I, so we, we were talking about this um, just before we started. I did not know this was a Roman Polanski film. So I did not mean to give us double Polanski.
0: <laughs> it's too much Polanski.
2: Yeah, I I enjoyed them both. So you know, I don't, I'm not complaining. But
0: I mean, uh, I I believe in separating the art from the artist. The, the sure. dude's obviously a dirtbag, but he made good movies. I'm very there. good
1: at that because I never know who <laughs> makes anything. Yeah.
2: Right, but it's not an active process for you. It's just pure ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> You're just sort of It works out great, though. <laughs>
0: hey, uh, have you guys seen this movie uh K-Pax? It's amazing. <laughs> the lead actor. Ooh, he's going places. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I just, you know, I I I like um film noir. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I'd never seen Chinatown. And I always thought that was, um, you know, like the line, forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. You know, you hear that everywhere. What's weird is I actually
0: haven't heard that phrase. What I did know and didn't know was from this movie until it happens. And I got really excited was the, uh, she's my daughter. She's my <laughs> sister. She's my sister and my daughter. That whole thing. I've seen that a bunch of times in like parody and other things. Like, okay, that's from something, and it, it was just in my subconscious, and yeah. then when we watched the movie, and it happened, I'm like, oh! That's the whole <laughs> point of the show. That's yeah. what we're doing here. That's exactly, yeah, that's why we're doing it.
2: Well, once once again, I I unfortunately came in with, like, a single key piece of plot information, which was, I knew incest was involved, oh. right? which really, I think, deflates the mystery Um. You, Did you yeah. know the specifics of the incest involved or just that, that there was? I just incest? knew that there was incest in this movie, that it was kind of infamous for being, you know, transgressive in that way. I see. Um, Did you
0: get tipped off at all to the ending before you actually got, uh, privy yeah, to
2: it? yeah. Uh, she, I mean, she's pretty obvious the first couple times that Jake, um, uh, uh, mentions her dad, she flips out. And like, if you go in knowing incest is involved. It's pretty obvious. I You should both try actually uh, re-watching this movie because I think, I assume there's even more than I had, but I could see like the clues that they put in front of you that I knew about. And then obviously after the denouement, when you go back and look, like the answer is right in front of you the entire time, right? Like the gardener walks up and tells him that the salt water is bad for the grass, uh, but mispronounces it because he's
0: oh shit that's why
2: no they straight up tell you the like they tell you everything you need to know like all the clues are there at the beginning of the movie i
0: honestly thought they were talking about glass and i didn't know what that meant like Mm. what do you mean bad for the glass what are you talking about like i until this very moment i had no idea that that was like a (laughs) yeah uh at the the last scene that he says it, he's holding grass again like it didn't yeah he
2: also specifies salt water is bad for the glass in that second scene.
0: I thought there was, I literally thought that there's some kind of like yard ornament thing made of glass. He's like, Oh, salt water's bad for the glass. And I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. I, <laughs> I had no idea they were saying grass. Anyway, oh, I funny. think
2: they're pretty good about like, you have everything you need pretty early on. I mean, I guess the incest is like the funnest part of the movie. That's what you were going to say, right? The incest. <laughs> there's not like super clues about it. But it is right there. You just can't see. So I, I. You know, this might be a digression, but like I was talking to my wife about this movie the other day after I watched it.
0: Oh, you got a wife. We got it. We get it, dude. And
2: <laughs> we I like, I, I said this thing and I kind of said it as a throwaway and it's really stuck with me. There is so much Lovecraftian in this movie. How so? It's, it's, Because, I mean, ultimately, the universe is a cold, heartless place where nothing you do really matters and Mm. everything ends badly. But then specifically around the incest, like, Jake has the information to see it. But it's so, like, that old Lovecraftian idea about, like, even if you knew the truth, the human brain just can't comprehend it. And, like, I feel like there's something Lovecraftian about, like, the idea that he has the information. He should be able to put it together, but he can't. He like can't conceive of that truth until she outright like yells it at him. And even then he can't
0: even really, he doesn't really want to talk about it. He's just like, okay, so.
2: He has to like veer away from here. it, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: By the way, so this is all why you picked the movie? By the no, way? no, 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 <laughs> this is not why I picked the movie.
2: Uh, I picked the movie just cause it's a really famous movie that I'd never seen in a genre that I liked.
0: None of us have seen this, right?
2: No. Okay. I can't believe that you
0: didn't choose this movie on purpose because we just watched uh, Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's a crazy coincidence. Seems like kismet, (laughs) right? Not only did Roman Polanski direct these two, but we were just talking in the last episode about the whole thing of Roman Polanski um, in in the, the rape case was at jack nicholson's house yeah at
2: the time that this movie was made i didn't even know jack nicholson was the star of this movie when i picked it some cosmic shit happening here
0: yeah yeah it was really it's kind of it's this is like this sister movie to to rosemary's baby really you know as far as like who's making it and the time it was made and a lot of connecting lines yeah really weird and it's the last movie that he made america before he had to flee from being a criminal bastard Hmm. Yeah. So wh- what did you know about this going in? Nothing. nothing? Absolutely nothing. Like, the name sounded familiar. Mm. That's, I didn't even know it was like a, a noir movie or anything. I think
2: I'm in the same boat. I also mm. had no idea. Uh, oh my god, Devin, you knew nothing about a movie? I know. Crazy, right? What? That is an unexpected twist. I feel like
1: I have the best experiences <laughs> out of all of us when it comes to watching these films. And I think it's because I know so little
2: about them going in. I just don't understand how you've made it through life never having even heard Heard of rosemary's baby i don't know
1: is it really like a big deal like it's a it's a movie it's not like a super important thing
2: no i'm not saying you're a bad person i'm saying i don't understand how you made it through pop culture life without ever having had references to any of these things
1: there's so there's a limitless amount of movies and pop culture and shows and what out there it's sure there's no
0: way i'm gonna know all of them today there is but not always and i think few things make their way through the zeitgeist you know that Mm. i mean it's almost like as far as music goes oh who are the beatles i never heard the beatles before like what What?" (laughs) (laughs) actually no i've talked about this a million times maybe not on the podcast but devin didn't even know who who dave chappelle was like having this was like just a couple of years ago like
1: who's who's that if we had fans, I would get so
0: much hate for this. <laughs> like I hadn't seen the stand-up. No, I was like, "Who's Who's Dave Chappelle?" Like you've never even heard the fucking name Dave Chappelle. That's yeah. crazy to me.
2: I don't. I y- you live under a rock or something? I don't understand. To be fair,
1: it. like after you explained it to me, and I went and looked him up, I did recognize him. I just didn't <laughs> know
0: who he was, really. He's rich, bitch. <laughs> hey, hey guys, what are we drinking, by the way? Uh, yeah.
1: You tell us. Yeah, no, you're the no. one who made it.
0: Nothing I at I did the moment. make your drinks. Oh, we should actually. I'm out too. I'm kind wow, of we're out. like okay. <laughs> let's get through it. And um, then we'll go and then, then we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah.
2: we are live again.
0: Uh, perfect.
1: Got,
2: got that on tape. <laughs> yep, <Yeah>, on tape. <laughs>
1: we should auto tune it. And make a song out of it. Dumb.
0: That's so. That's so 2000 late, bro. Isn't it two thousand and four? That's what year it is. Uh so we made our second round of drinks and now I'm gonna tell you what goes into a Chinatown cocktail. What goes into it? This Tyler? is actually what it's called the Chinatown. I don't know yeah. this. That's yeah, what so we're doing. There's a cocktail of every movie. We're fine
1: from now on. Yeah, is it really? Like most movies, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of cocktails made out of them. Well, oh, that's we're two
0: for two, because I looked specifically for a cocktail named Chinatown. In yeah, it. so I we've tested like all of them already. Ten different results. Uh, so this is one and a half parts gin, one part lemon juice, two and a third part, I'm sorry, two thirds part uh, simple syrup, and mint leaf. Mm. And it's pretty great. Do you muddle the mint leaf? No. You don't? Just put everything into a shaker full of ice, shake it all up, and strain it in a glass. Um... Yeah, so Chinatown. It was a movie. We they're watched yeah. they're actually great.
2: I really like the oh, drinks. These drinks? Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah, Especially because I made them. They're and, very lemony. I'm a good bro- Yeah, uh, yeah it's, bartender.
2: It's two weeks in a row we've had really lemony drinks.
0: I don't mind it. This is very, very similar to the Rosemary's Baby. Yeah.
2: It just
1: tastes kind of like alcoholic lemonade.
2: That's yeah, a great description, actually. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. So this movie,
2: Jack Nicholson in it.
0: All right, we watched a
2: movie. Were you guys distracted by his hair the whole time? How it's thinning? It's like, because I know Jack Nicholson as a, like, mostly bald man, right? Like, he's never shaved it or anything like that. But, like, Jack Nicholson doesn't have hair.
0: Did he have hair in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest?
2: I think it was thinner than it is here, where it was longer. Did that come out after this one? I
0: don't know. Because, like, him and that and then him as Jack Torrance is how I know him. Like
2: how I picture him in my head, and then it's like, much further gone as Jack Torrance, because that's how I picture it—like thinning, but right. not like. Well, the here horseshoe. it was like from some angles and some lights, it almost looked like a full head of hair, mm. and then in other lights, I was just like, "Oh, buddy, give up the ghost," you know. I think it worked. Like, I don't
0: think he needed to like shave his head or anything.
2: Well, I mean, I I, I did think it was interesting that like he didn't strike me. I haven't watched that much film noir to be fair. So like maybe, but my is sort of like vague interpretation of it is that like the hard boiled detective is supposed to be kind of a looker, like grizzled, but good looking. Um, yeah. And I thought Jack Nicholson was like balding and wearing weird pinstriped suits, which like maybe the point, right? Like I, I know this whole movie is supposed to be sort of a deconstruction or response to film noir. Um, we should watch the Maltese Falcon sometime. but
0: I do want to see that. That's another one that like, I only know that it's a movie and that it's a noir, and it's called Maltese Falcon. That's it. That's all I know. Hmm. I know nothing else about it. But yeah, no. I want to see that, and I want to see L.A. Confidential. I haven't seen that either.
2: Is that a movie? I
0: don't know that. L.A. Confidential? Yeah, it's from... Um, I haven't heard of that either. 92?
2: Oh, okay. So much later.
0: Yeah, and it's it has to do with, like... It's it's a lot similar to this where it's it's in LA in the 40s maybe and it's about like real estate dealings and like yeah looks good I don't know that that's kind of all I know about it.
2: So what did you what you guys think about um, the or I'm I'm sorry did you have somewhere you wanted to go?
0: Well, we haven't really talked about what the movie's about. Yeah, I can start running down. It's it's a there's a lot going on in the movie. Uh, but it takes place in a vague time period between like the 20s and 30s, uh, like late 20s-ish of uh, LA when uh, the water wars are going on, the California water wars. Private investigator, played by Jack Nicholson, J.J. Uh, Gittis, or Jack Gitts. <laughs> Jack Gitts. <laughs> I love how Cross get it Jack. <laughs> Listen here, Gitts. He like, he corrects him once. He's like, it's get it
2: directs him a couple of times and he just continues to call him gets the entire movie did you know that uh you dumb get that guy is the director of the maltese falcon
0: no the guy who played the rapist
2: <laughs> was he a rapist i thought her reaction was unclear at the end who cross yeah um the father yeah oh absolutely no she explicitly says it I don't think she does. No. He asks, "Did Jack he asks. rape you?" Yeah, and, he, and she, she gives kinda, a weird reaction. She does. The answer is yes. Well, I mean, there she was no a, question. That's she was happened. a kid, so in that sense, yes, it was rape. But I'm like, I guess my question is, was she unwilling? I almost would prefer that she had been willing because I think it would further complicate what's already a complicated movie.
0: I think it's pretty clear.
2: I I don't think it's clear. They never say it explicitly, and she has a super weird reaction when asked. I know what you're saying. She yeah. didn't explicitly I mean, say yes, but... I, I, I disagree with you, but it's fine if we have different opinions on this. Sure.
0: <laughs> I forget where we're going from here, but any <laughs> So, a woman comes up to this private investigator looking to what seems like a normal case of, oh, my husband's cheating on me. The husband in question is uh, the chief engineer for this... Uh, he's works for water and power for l a uh, and he's supposed to be building a proposed new reservoir, mr. Mulray mulray Hollis Mulray and so he is uh okay, I'm trying to remember he is killed, but it's not until after it's discovered that the woman who hired uh Giddes wasn't actually his wife mm. um, it was a prostitute who was hired. There is a woman, it's you know the sister daughter of. Mrs. Evelyn. Mulray. What's her name? Evelyn? Evelyn, right.
2: So uh, he was falsely hired by a false Mrs. Mulray. By a, what did he call her?
0: I thought this was such a weird, a chippy? Have you ever heard that before? No. He says like, oh yeah, you hired some chippy to, to get me to start looking at, at Hollis. I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah, it's some, I don't know, a 1920s, 1930s term for
2: prostitute. She's got a pretty nice house for a prostitute. Think so. I mean, in comparison to the other houses in that movie. Yeah, well, fair enough. The other places
0: being actual mansions. Yeah. Yeah, I was impressed by some of the houses they went into. They were really nice. A lot of rich folk. Uh let's see. Let's see. What happens next? So he is approached by the actual wife of Mulray, who's like, Yeah, whoever hired you's not me. Not married to him. I don't know who that was, but then Malrae is found dead, and it looks like it could be an accident. But it turns out it's not. He was murdered. Womp, womp, womp. Womp,
2: Do you want me to do it?
0: If you know it better than I do.
2: Yeah, so he investigates it, discovers a uh, real estate scheme that ends up being a red herring, finds out that Evelyn had an affair when she was 13 with her father and that the father killed Hollis and that the woman that Jake photographed Hollis with at the beginning of the movie is Catherine Evelyn's sister daughter. And then at the very end, Evelyn gets shot by the police.
1: It's Catherine's sister daughter. She related to you at all?
2: No, no. She is a sister daughter. Hmm. Like, Two separate words. I am a sister daughter, you know, sort of <laughs> that's that's my last name. I see. <laughs> you guys wanna add anything? Is there anything I miss?
0: Oh, the whole uh cross himself, the mm-hmm. one who's like facilitating the whole um diverting of water, uh, is based off of Mulholland. If you know Mulholland Drive, the oh, famous um LA street uh, is, is he's the actual real world guy who did that actual real world thing for la basically like helped create la as we know it um by really shady underhanded <coughs> dealings and uh sorry <laughs> diverted water from from all the the farmers in the surrounding areas um I don't know about the whole incorporating the land into LA and like calling it all LA. I don't know if that actually happened or not. Mm. What do you guys think about like the futility of the movie? Like of the story.
2: Yeah. Thought thought it was good. <laughs> you thought yeah. Very very Lovecraftian. Sure.
0: <laughs>
1: I uh, liked the
0: movie. I thought it was good. It was entertaining. <laughs> I, uh, I love movies that have, I don't know what it is. I'm sure it says something about me pretty bad, yep. pretty dark, but I yep. love movies that have a anti-hero and then have a dark ending. Cause I don't know the ending felt pretty realistic to me, even though like we, it feels like we're living in changing times where things are actually starting to happen because of the way that we can all see everything now. and We can mm-hmm. all talk to each other very easily now. Um, so it might be changing for the better. Who knows? But definitely in the 70s, like I like that kind of like that's a whole like tagline at the end to hold that iconic line of like, forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Basically saying like, what are you going to do? The powers that be are going to continue to be the powers and it's just going to be. And so you're going to have to live with it or get hurt in the process like you just saw, like Evelyn was murdered because you couldn't let it go. You had to keep pushing on just
2: like you did when you were a cop in Chinatown. It Yeah, because it never says why he's not a cop anymore, right?
1: They just kind of allude to something. I never got a clear answer on
0: it, though. He didn't like the corruption of how the police worked. Um, that's the whole, like, whispering on his breath uh, as little as possible.
2: Mm. Right. No, no, no. I know... I know why he looks negatively on his time as a cop, but it—I mean, it's. I don't explicitly say what happened. It's really ambiguous, right? Like, yeah. there's no like this thing happened, and that's why you're not on the force anymore. Well, he
1: talked about there was this girl who he was trying to keep from getting hurt, and then ended up getting hurt, and I think they kind of implied that she died because he didn't answer
0: when Evelyn asked him if she died. Right. I think it's, I think whatever happened in the movie happened to Jack in Chinatown. Jack. Jake. Jake. No, it's Jack. Jack Nicholson <laughs> is the character in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched like a biography of Jack. His name is Jack, Jack Nicholson. It is. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> um, I think like what happened in the movie is like s- probably it's it's much bigger in scope what we mm-hmm. saw, but I think something similar happened. Uh, what'd you guys think of the pocket watch scene? Genius. It was so cool, right? Devin and I both went like, oh! we're like, what? <laughs> That's so cool." That's when uh, Jake has the the. Yeah, I know. Did yeah. you? You didn't
1: care about it? <laughs> no. Why? I, why? I don't know. I thought it was neat because we were like, "What? Why has he got so many so many fucking pocket watches?" And then he puts one under the car wheel and uh no. to know when he drives away. I don't know. I thought it was cool.
0: <laughs> Matt doesn't care.
1: So Matt doesn't care. I thought it was neat,
0: dude. Paulie was in the movie from Rocky.
2: Oh we yeah, just saw Rocky. More yeah, words. Yeah.
0: His name was Curly or something. He played. No, was it was Polly. Curly. It was Polly again. It was the same <laughs> As character. As Polly. <laughs> this was only two years, one year before Rocky. He was kind of the same person. Yeah, uh, that's that's Bert Young, but yeah, he, he's exactly the same. Just a drunken mess. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, except his wife's cheating on him in this one, and he's unmarried in the other one.
1: Did his wife has a, a have a commitment. black eye when Jack yes. went to see no. her? No? Jake. Jake. <laughs> yes. She had a black eye. She did have a black eye.
2: Oh, yes. you mean... A, yeah. And yeah. the pictures at the beginning, she did not. It is implied that he hit her after he received those pictures. Okay.
1: I just wanted to make sure, because we never mentioned that, but I thought I noticed that.
0: Yeah, there was an untold story of... <laughs> spousal some, abuse yeah
1: some violence going on there yeah they never talked about it just was kind of
0: there in the background uh yeah it was a little it was another like quick tragic story to throw in, <laughs> in the bigger tragic story that we're
2: watching can we just like this is neither here nor there but i love that in the pictures at the beginning of her affair it's uh them having sex like several pictures of them having sex than them playing, like, a board game. Hmm. And then it goes back to them having sex. They want to take a little
0: <laughs> break from the Porkin to get to some classic, like, shoots and ladders, and then back to Porkin.
1: Is that in reference to the joke that uh, Jake tells as well?
0: Oh, that really weird racist joke? Yeah. <laughs> I
2: actually didn't get that joke. I didn't either. I don't get the joke What's either. What's the punchline?
0: Punch I punchline get it. He That's screws like a Chinaman, the and the punch I don't line. get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't.
2: Is, is it, like, so racist that I don't... Get it? It might
0: be an antiquated thing that we don't know now about some weird perceived stereotype about Chinese people. I
1: guess that's progress, right? When we don't even have the
0: stereotypes yeah. for reference, <laughs> we don't even we understand just it anymore. phased out of our lexicon. We don't even know what the <laughs> hell that that meant anymore.
2: It just... I so I feel like that joke is the sort of like Rosetta Stone for understanding the movie, um, because it you know like it's called Chinatown. Clearly, something about Chinatown is important. Jake's sort of biases, I think, prevent him from seeing the answer in front of him at the beginning of the movie because a a Chinese man says it to him. And so, like, I feel like that joke's important to understanding the film. But I don't get it. <laughs> I well, don't know what don't it means. It
0: when he was talking to the Chinese man, he didn't know that there was salt water in Hollis's lungs at that time, so it wouldn't he wouldn't have put the two and two together? Yeah,
2: I. But like maybe when he found out if if he had been able to hear it, maybe when he found out about the salt water in the lungs, he would have. You know what I mean? Like maybe then he would have put two and two together because he goes to the coroner's not long after that.
0: I don't think that Chinatown mattered it could have been anywhere it's just a an area of a city where there was a lot of corruption happening sure and it's just a big metaphor for like when there are rich powerful people running things or just like corrupt police or something like that when there's there's an authoritative state happening like you can't fight against it you either play ball or you get hurt
2: i actually agree with you um but like what so here's my half-hearted attempt to decode that joke is that the uh chinaman doesn't get the job done right nothing ever gets finished and that's if that's the meaning i don't know that racial stereotype but like if that's the meaning i think it has a lot of bearing on the film nothing ever gets finished nothing has a clean exit it's just this like murky gross thing where where you know, uh, trauma stays open forever, which fits back into the incest story where which fits back into the political corruption story um, and the whole ending of the movie and the whole ending of the movie. but like it feels to me like that's an important piece that that joke, I really think, like from a literary analysis point of view, that joke is important, and I don't understand it.
1: I agree that it felt like it was important to the film, and i don't I don't know exactly
0: why.
2: Is, I mean, was that a stereotype, right? Like, is that that- it had to have been. That like, Chinamen don't finish jobs or something like, like that? Like, even the way that he told the Joker, he's like,
0: hey, he fucks like a Chinaman. <laughs> and he's like looking around, and there's like a woman right behind him, like, oh, it's Evelyn right behind right. him, like, hmm. I think, I don't think it had anything to do with the larger plot of the movie. I think it was just showing that he's more of a, he's kind of an ass, and Evelyn does not approve.
2: Right, well, I think there's a difference between plot and theme. Right, I don't think it had anything to do with the plot. It felt like it had a lot to do with the theme.
0: Well, if the theme is Chinatown is a place where things don't get finished and things are murky and tragic or whatever, I think that's a little because I think the theme is not that. I think the theme is like the inevitability of trying to fight the powers that be. Because the other side of it mean like, what does that mean that like Ch- Chinatown being a minority no, heavy area? I, one of the like things that I thought.
2: I, yeah i think you're focusing too much on chinatown like i don't think it's about chinatown i think that's like a stand-in for i thought it might have been i thought that
1: in chinatown as a cop he did as little as possible right and like those lines were said a couple of times in the film and it was just well that, the cops did li- as little as possible yeah the cops did as little as possible and so justice didn't really get done and so in the end when he's like let it go. It's Chinatown. Like just go home. I'm doing you a favor. Whatever. I thought that had some reference to the movie. Like that's the that's that was the the point of what they were saying. That's like the point of the title because there's not really a finished ending to the film. It just kind of is like nothing is getting wrapped up. Just like it was when he was a cop in Chinatown. They did as little as possible, and n- no justice was really happening. because there is corruption and and whatnot going on there.
2: I mean, the antagonist wins in the end right? The antagonist gets yeah. the girl. Innocence is lost. The victim, Evelyn, is dead.
0: It's a sad ending. I was
2: disappointed.
0: <laughs> I loved it. I liked. I like when things end badly sometimes. No,
1: it was good storytelling, but you know, as I wrote, as someone who was following it and was like uh, interested in the, the justice of everything that was becoming uncovered and to have it all just like fall flat at the end and like, oh, you just gotta let it go now. Like, it's good storytelling. Don't make it, get me wrong. Like, I like it for that. But it made me feel disappointed, I guess. Which I think it's supposed to. I think that's the right, whole function yeah.
0: of it. That's why I love Jack Nicholson's reaction at the end. Where he's just like staring off into space, and he just looks like dead inside. And he's just like he whispers it like as little as possible. Yeah. And then and then, uh Lou knew what he was talking about because Lou did play ball and he did stay in the police force and became lieutenant because of it. Lou the so lieutenant. When, uh, Jake says that being, you know, having kind of the moral high ground and Lou knows it. And he's like, what was that? What did you just say? Why don't you get the fuck out of here? I'm doing you a favor. You know, like, Mm -hmm. why don't you just leave? Uh, Because he knows. He knows deep down that he's a corrupt person who let things slide and let justice, you know, go undone so he can get his shiny gold
2: bar. Uh, What's what's interesting is Lou in the movie never comes off as corrupt, right? Like, he seems like he genuinely wants to get to the bottom of what's happening. And I think he does, but I don't think because he wants justice to be served, I think he wants to look good, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jake does say that at one point. It's just, like, the first thing he's caught. Because he kept
0: trying to arrest Jake, and he kept trying to arrest Evelyn, because he's just like, this looks like a very fitting ending that isn't going to run into... You know the, cr- the everything the cross is doing. You know with 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 the water company and all their lackeys and, and yeah. Mulvaney and all that shit. It's not about truth. It's about wrapping up and solving the case. Yep. Oh oh oh, the guy died. Great. So he he died. He just fell into the reservoir. Like sounds good. And then. Mm-hmm. Jake has to come in and stir things up and add more evidence of like, okay, okay, okay. So Evelyn did it. Great. Evelyn did it. Let's just go with <laughs> Evelyn. Right. And then when it looks like Jake's trying to like help Evelyn escape, it's like, okay, then you did it. like, you're part of it too. So fuck it. Let's just get to an end point so I can have the case solved and I can get another accolade for my career, you know, which I think is what Jake is totally against and why Jake is so like. You know, flippant with authority, and he doesn't really care because he's like, "Yeah, uh, people in authority, the the you know the system that we know it is broken and it's corrupt. So I'm going to hop these fences and I'm going to lie to people and I'm gonna start, you know, doing what I need to for the real victims here, like Evelyn and, and Catherine." I was surprised when he got his nose cut open. I did too. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be a, another one of those like movie threats or like, yeah, That's yeah, right. And you know, he's just gonna hold it there. He's he's like, just gonna, nope, just gonna. that
1: nostril right open (laughs) real quick yeah real quick the blood effects were kind of cool too it looked pretty realistic actually
0: it because it was like one for like the second that he like you see the whole thing him pulled the the knife you know i've noticed about movies from like from the 70s and and 80s um even like early 90s what's that some of the the like action scenes Mm -hmm. do not hold like pull punches you know what do you mean which could be saying something about like uh you know, safety practices and standards on movie sets. But like ah. Jack Nicholson, like he gets into a couple of fights where like he himself is getting into a fight and getting hit by a crutch, you know? Yeah, I saw that too. Like uh, it, it looked it... like he slapped uh uh what's her face? God damn it. I'm sorry. Uh Faye Dunaway. Like it looked like he was actually doing that, like cupping your hand, but like actually f- making contact with her face slaps. It's not acting, what you'd see man. today with like a <laughs> weird angle, so the perspective is off, and you're like, "Oh, he kind of he's like yeah. three yeah. feet away." Yeah, and they
2: cut like three frames before contact's made,
0: right? Or like any like action movie you see today, where like everything's like a million cuts in one minute. Yeah,
2: there's actually a great, um, not to plug something else, but there's a great "Every Frame of Painting" about Jackie Chan movies and oh, how it's such a good episode, and how they do this better than modern action movies
0: when they do stuff like. Um, like fill your dust up or your, your shoes up with dust or like the little like powder pack. So when you like actually, cause they're actually kicking people and you do it and like dust flies out and it looks really like visceral. And I love Jackie Chan movies.
2: It's not even that it's that Jackie Chan movies actually watch you. Like you watch the impact from the same angle that the action has started. Right. Whereas modern action movies, they'll start the action and and then then close
0: up on the face getting punched or something. No,
2: not even that like three or four frames before contact is made they do a jump cut to three or four frames after contact was made. Right. So no contact is ever made and it doesn't, like when you see it side by side, it doesn't look nearly as real, but it tricks your brain into thinking like, oh, that guy just got hit.
1: And they compare like Jackie Chan's uh, Chinese movies that he made when Mm -hmm. when he was making films in China versus the ones he made in America and just the the difference between that
2: because the styles change um, pretty dramatically. But, so like that being said, and, and and this movie actually doesn't have that much action. no, no. so w- uh, from a from a directorial point of view, there are some long takes in here, not like huge you know cinematic wonners, but long takes, and they don't the uh shot, reverse shot in conversations that we're used to from modern movies does not happen in the same way. He'll sit on one character through like multiple back and forths of dialogue before cutting.
0: Mm. There was a scene when Jake is talking to Lou and they like show up at the reservoir and they're walking together past those two kids in their bathing suits. It's like a full like five minutes of them like talking and walking all the way down the street and then up a couple of stairs and they never cut the whole mm. time. I love stuff like that. Mm. Or even like the last scene when Evelyn gets shot in the car. Holy crap. Like that was she cool. starts to drive away and you see the entire time she's driving, driving, driving shots are being fired. And you think, in any other movie she just keep driving or they cut to her maybe getting shot but no like she just starts to slow down then you hear her head on the horn yeah i it, didn't like, see that
1: coming either me neither. because normally when he's fight when like a car's driving away and someone's firing into the like towards the car nothing happens right you might hit the car a couple of times but you never land like a shot to the back of the head in those kinds of scenes
0: or when they do you'll see it they'll like show right. like Ugh, like getting hit they'll in the cut head and inside like, the car and then the, and then catherine screaming and then they'll cut back to the police like oh fuck you know and then they run up yeah no this was like from just if you were a bystander and you're just watching it happen and you see the car just the, the i like, like the way they did it it's all yeah.
2: it's all from jake's pov literally this entire movie is from jake's pov there's never a scene that he's not in there's never you don't see anything that jake is not present for yeah um which is huge like they don't make movies like that anymore there's multiple times where you just get a stat like there are very few sort of like aerial establishing shots like i can't almost any time jake is going someplace your establishing shot is on his shoulder in the car driving there happens like two or three times Mm -hmm. i mean he really makes a point of like you are dialed into jake i didn't really think about it but you're right and i think i i like that actually that's pretty cool i mean it makes the mystery much more effective right because if you were omniscient the way that mm-hmm. the viewer is in a lot of movies then none of this works right um but if you are literally if you're in jake's shoes and you're there minute to minute and at first you think it's about a water and real estate scandal and then you're like oh wait you know it was never about that it was about incest I think um,
0: I think that's how you have to do it with mysteries, yeah. effectively.
1: I think that was my favorite part of the movie, was the mystery story in this, following the case. I mean, that's kind of the whole function of the film in a lot of ways, right? But I felt like I was trying to solve it with Jake through the entire film and falling into the same sort of misdirections that he fell into, which I think is how it was intended, but I thought it did a really good job of that.
0: Uh, Just like how, like, rosemary's baby could be kind of a mystery movie too because you're seeing the entire thing through rosemary's eyes right which she only knows a piece of the puzzle you yeah know, a piece of the story the entire time i love that kind of storytelling
1: and i mean there was even a point in that movie where i was like when i was like throwing theories at you i was like oh maybe did Evelyn, do it is that really
0: what's happening? I thought so too. When you started talking yeah. about that, I'm like, Yeah, I think she did. Yeah, yeah exactly. And the movie was trying to make you and think,
1: and that's what that they tried thing. to make you think. So, because Jake thought that way too. That's the evidence at that time, exactly. No. Well,
2: What's also interesting about that is that Evelyn stands in. So, this movie is sort of a response to and a reaction to film noir tropes. Like, Evelyn is the film fatale, right? There's no like, that's what you're supposed to believe, and and What I think is kind of brilliant about it is how it uses those um, genre tropes to trick you into buying its red herrings, Mm. right? Like, so it's with Evelyn. You think she's the femme fatale. She's the one who had something to do with it. She didn't. She's totally innocent and a victim of everything. You're supposed to believe that it's this huge conspiracy about water and real estate. And there is a conspiracy about water and real estate, but that's not why Hollis died. Hollis died because... He was, like, trying to disrupt this weird incestuous thing that was going on. You know what I mean? Like,
0: Well, he was killed
2: because he knew about the... Um, I thought he was killed because
0: of the water thing. It was, yeah, because of the water being dumped off by the water company. Um,
2: I thought the whole thing was about the, the family dynamics. No. That, that, no, um, it's, that that's,
0: that's, has nothing to do with...
2: I thought it was that Noah wanted his daughter-granddaughter back. He did. I mean, that's
0: why he was sending Jake to go find her. Like, I need you to find that mistress and bring her back, because he knew who it was and he wanted her back in his life. But the reason that Hollis is dead is because he knew about the uh, drying up of the farmer's land and then buying them off for a lower price for when Cross decides to incorporate that whole land into L.A. and then build it up. But with the people that he have gotten the cheap land for
2: so either, either way right like even if that was why he died that's not the final twist right you're you're led to believe like this is the entirety of the story is a political and financial conspiracy and it's not right They and and that's like there's something really brilliant about the way they wrote the script that takes the movies that came be. it's like the film's not just influenced by things. It literally needs you to have that film language mm. to hijack your brain into making you follow certain threads while it's literally dangling a lot of the answers right in front of you.
1: I've seen a couple of film noir movies and I think that might be why I was so on that story the entire time. Um, I also thought it was really interesting when they talked to Cross uh, or when, when Jake confronts Cross at the very end, and he's like, why? You have so much money, right? Like, what could you possibly gain from doing this? And there wasn't really a reason, right? It's just for the still... the future. Yeah, right? Like, it's still just he's doing it because he can. It's more money and more power, even though he doesn't need it.
0: Well, it's to make a name for himself, like...
2: Sure. All right. We covered... Um the things we covered some other things
0: yeah hey you know what we should do we should do ratings ratings yeah okay uh so let's go with the person who picked it first me
1: what do you think about this matt
0: matt sister daughter
2: Matt's sister daughter uh this is Matt's sister daughter checking <laughs> in uh i think this is my favorite movie that we've done yet really yeah. Uh, the only other thing I have to compare it to is Metropolis. I think is the only thing that came close. I think I gave Metropolis an 8.5, so I'll give this like eight point seven five. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Why? Why? Um what I thought was really interesting about this movie was so I mean, right off the bat, like everything's technically excellent. Uh-huh. Um i think it's a really interesting update of noir um just from like a technical point of view right like so they still film a lot of things with shadows and 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 and, um not sort of like stereotypically cinematic lighting yeah a lot of dark scenes mm -hmm. in this but i love that it's in la right i don't know if that had been done before i don't want to like give the film credit if it was not the first to do that but that it can't be. Like
0: I feel like the, the whole genre is like twenties LA light and shadows.
2: I don't I don't know that LA was really a thing I don't know, maybe it was. I don't know. I'm I'm talking out of my ass. Um but I really liked it. I, I thought technically it was really excellent. Um and then what I think really sort of puts it over the top for me is that it functions artistically at the same time that it functions um as a piece of entertainment. Mm.
1: I hear what you mean though. I think the only other film noir films that I've seen were either in Chicago or New York. Um, I don't know if I've seen another that was in LA, but it's definitely a thing. Like it's probably
2: happened has to,
0: have, right. I feel like that's how it started. But I, again, also talking straight out of my asshole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: (laughs) I, I don't have nearly enough information. Like I know there have been other films that did that. Um, but I don't know nearly enough to be able to speak with any authority. Woo, it is a barn burner tonight.
0: That's why laugh so much?
2: Straight out of my asshole. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, it was fun, which is not a thing you can say about every film we've watched here. Um, yes. I think we've said multiple times that like we enjoy it and see why it's famous, but wouldn't want to watch it again. I would watch this film again. I would enjoy watching this film again. I feel like
0: I would too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um and that I think is what really like that's the X factor that kind of pushed it over the top for me hmm. is that it's like it it I think and and I think if I went back and watched it again I would get so like to go back to the dichotomy we were sort of on earlier is like I think a second watching would inform both my thematic understanding of the film and my plot understanding of the film. I feel like both would be improved um so it feels very layered it feels very efficient in its storytelling um you know he's uh, a dick who misused his dick but roman polanski is a great fucking director yeah um yeah eight eight point seven five maybe i you know like maybe i should just be that guy and say nine i'm gonna say nine i'm changing Whoa. it yeah don't, be a, it. don't be a devin <laughs> i don't want to be a devin i don't want to like nitpick the whole numbers know? make me uncomfortable <laughs> but like I'm just going to give it a nine. That gives me room to grow if we find something I like more, um, but also places this in, in a in a really respectable spot.
1: Well, you guys are in for a real curveball here when you hear my rating because mm. I'm oh. going to give it an eight point eight. God <laughs> damn it! So why do you give it an eight point uh, non-committal? I also thought it was. <laughs> I also thought it was really entertaining. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. It was definitely one of my favorites that we have seen. Um, and uh, especially in comparison to uh, Rosemary's Baby, which I also really enjoyed and I yeah. think gave my highest rating to so far. What you give that? Nine. Oh, really? I think I gave it a nine point something, right? I feel like you did. I you would never dangerous.
2: give it a whole number. No, so. it wasn't
1: a whole number, but I, I really enjoyed. Well, I thought you Baby. did because we shit on you on Rocky. For not doing it. <laughs> and I thought it was really entertaining, but this, I actually agree that I want to see it again. Um, mm. because I think that I was really taken for a ride with the mystery element of it. And I would really like to see it again, knowing what I know now, sure. just to pick up on the other clues that they put in place that I didn't notice because I didn't know what was happening. And, uh, for to, pick up the rest of the symbolism there that i also wasn't picking up because i didn't understand the full plot of it yet um but yeah i i really enjoyed it i thought it was a lot of fun um i'd watch it again
2: so arguably one of the best films that that for you that we've watched yet one of the best
1: i would say that i enjoyed some of the other films more right but i this is up there with them Um, like so what goes above this for you I found Rosemary's Baby more entertainment, uh, entertaining than this movie, Um, Hmm. but they're very, very
2: close. I would say. So you you really like Roman Polanski and everything he stands for?
0: Uh, (laughs) like you (laughs) find him to be like a role model? Oh, stop it. (laughs)
1: Uh I I I like these movies. We okay. just call like Roman Polanski
0: Jr. Can you right? not do this right now?
2: <laughs> RPJ. Yeah. This isn't RPJ. This isn't okay. <laughs> that's how you have to introduce yourself on the next podcast. Yeah, that's not happening. Oh, by
0: the way, the new nickname for Matt is Cookie Nips.
1: <laughs> Cookie Nips. Dude, I forgot about that for a second. I'm so glad you reminded me. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And thank you, Cookie Nips, for coming up with your own nickname. Yeah, that with was... Uh, your big,
0: sensitive, cookie-like nips. <laughs> that was the biggest unforced error that I've ever made.
2: Yeah.
0: I like that you just casually said it and didn't think I was going to latch right onto Cookie Nips. <laughs> well,
2: it's because I was, like, mocking myself. I thought that that sort of, like, nope. self-referential abuse would inoculate me to it external abuse. would, but
0: the hilarity of the name... Like just overtakes that whole like you being in it on the joke. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Because cookie nips is just too oh, good. It's gold. <laughs> so, uh Devin is pudding skin and then we got uh Matt is cookie nips. Now we need something for Tyler then. Nah, I'm just I'm just Tyler. I'm just yeah, we'll
2: get there. We, we uh, got 2 out of 3, so We don't
0: need it. we don't need it. is some coming. some dessert
2: nah. themed body it's like a you got to mix up a dessert with a body part mm.
0: and then we have to come up with a weird uh i mean we have a name for the podcast but then a weird name for our group that's dessert themed listeners write in for the name of our dessert crew the, the deserters <laughs> Gross. the sugar gang <laughs> sugar hill gang that's it. <laughs> Sugar Hill game. That sounds so rife for fame. <laughs> I give the movie a uh eight. Ooh. I liked it a lot. Um yeah, it, it again, like I didn't really think about it this way. But the you you just mentioned earlier, like that's a good metric. Would I watch this again just for fun and not because it's part of the podcast? Yeah, this one I would watch again. Uh just like um Close Encounters of the Third Kind, really so like good. Rosemary's Baby, I'd watch again. Psycho, I'd watch for a third time. I saw it before. I saw it, Psycho but then was really good. I might have given Psycho a higher rating. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I don't remember. Same thing with Night of Living Dead. Ah, uh, you know what? I don't know if I could watch that again. it again. It's pretty slow and easy. Yeah. Um, cool movie. Yeah, Wasn't I really, really enjoyed it. By it, like just thinking of it right in this moment, like I don't feel like watching that movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's funny. There's like all the movies I wouldn't watch again. Oh, really? Yeah, we have very different tastes. Yeah, fair yeah. sure yeah. enough. I really liked Metropolis too. Oh, I'd cool. watch Metropolis again in a heartbeat. Couldn't do it.
0: I, I I really liked it. I really enjoyed the movie. I couldn't watch it all the way through. Mm. Again,
1: Uh we should all watch Gone with the Wind again. Oh, oh fuck, fuck you! Fuck yeah. That, yeah, that movie. Was, <laughs> God, fuck Scarlett. Holy shit. Fuck
0: everybody! Man. Everybody <laughs> in the whole movie is awful. You're just the worst. Uh. Um, masterpiece. <laughs> but the reason I give it a nate is because I love the I I brought it up earlier, but I love the darkness in it. I love the the resolution being a tragic one, very like not Lovecraftian I'd say, more Shakespearean. Oof. Um Yeah. Okay.
2: If you want to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: where it has a very like dramatic just futile ending where 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 the bad guys win, the good guys lose lesson of the movie is like maybe don't try so hard because you're gonna get burned you know which is a very dark like theme for the movie but i think it makes it interesting because like i don't want all my movies to have happy endings i love you know like pixar movies i love movies that are sad and then end really on a high note and uplifting thing Mm -hmm. but i also like movies that are that that feel more I don't know, like realistic or feel more nihilistic. Nihilistic, because I enjoy that
2: kind of stuff. Sure. Um, so what, what, uh, what keeps it from being higher for you? Because, you, I mean, that's the lowest score. I'm just curious. You gave it an eight what out of what? I gave an eight. Just an eight. <laughs> an eight.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I forgot. I was going to do that thing. I started on Rocky. Uh, I you totally guys. forgot. I give it. Yeah,
2: but he didn't do it on Rose. I was trying I to save it. it. I give it
0: one cymbal out of a drum set. <laughs> That's
1: slow. That's because I'm sitting in front of
0: a drum set. You should give
1: it a snare out
0: of a, out of a drum set at least. I'll give it the bass drum out of the drum set. It's a big part of it. And eight's huge. I give it the whole left side of the drum
1: set. <laughs> You'd give it one... <laughs> You'd give it 80% of the drum set out of one full drum
0: set? Yeah. So let's do <laughs> let's do the the hi hat, a couple of toms, the bass drum, the pedals, pedals are out. Uh <laughs> no kick pedal. No, no kick pedal. No kick kick pedal okay. But uh I don't know. Maybe it has to do with I don't know, like the did a lot of the movie like hinges on like like policies that have to do with like the California land, which historically is really interesting and i liked looking it up and looking at the california like water wars and that's interesting but when you know there are two like hard-boiled dudes talking about you know like business dealings and and stuff like that like i kind of start to lose a little bit of steam in the movie like it definitely wasn't action-packed no and i don't need it to be action-packed but like not everything was like as highly stylized as some of the other parts of the movie when like. You know there's a part where Jake is uh um uh, like watching um a couple of people and he's got the camera. I remember we we're talking we're in that scene yeah. and you can oh, see really the cool reflection shot. in the camera like that was amazing, but that's like a small part of the movie where like the ending scene was incredible the I don't know there, there are a couple of conversations that are really good and stuff like that, but there's some stuff in between that felt really like
1: I always find that with movies there is like I've seen a lot of movies where they hold your hand. Right. And it could be a good good story, but they over explain everything and everything is very in your face. Right. They don't you don't really have to think about it too much. You can just kind of passively watch it and you get what's going on. There's movies that are complete the complete opposite where they're not holding your hand. And some of those I love, um, but there's also some that I've seen that I just can't follow what's happening because they're not giving you anything to work with. Yeah. I thought this did a pretty good job of kind of writing that line. There's a lot of subdued hints and subdued clues as to what was going on and uh and, and i thought it, it it did that well or better than a lot of other films that i've seen
0: and i agree and i, I don't think the movie did anything wrong it's just like a personal kind of taste thing sure though. do you so,
1: think- sorry go ahead i was
2: gonna say do you think we're ever gonna get a 10 out of 10 movie i would be really so what would always make me nervous about me personally i can only speak for me is I would never want to give something a ten because it means that there's never any room for you to see a better movie. No, then you just go to eleven. <laughs> That's not part of the scale.
0: <laughs> the scale is infinite. But see, our speakers go all the way up to eleven. Why
2: don't you just make eleven ten? No, no but, but see,
1: but they go up to eleven.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, because I, if I remember correctly, and this was a long time ago, our original scale was. 10 means you have to see this movie and one means don't go see this movie it's (laughs) overhyped and five was take it or leave it i would even say one is like
0: this is a bad movie but not a fun one that you should watch to have fun watching a bad movie but like just don't i'll still rate bad movies high if they're entertaining what do we give technically a bad
1: movie at that point
2: would we be seeing i mean we were just talking about this before the before the podcast was like, how do, how, you know, it's been so long. Like, what's our system for picking movies? And I think the word was seminal, seminal films. Yeah. But like, I think you could argue The Room is a seminal film. That's true. Have you seen The Room? I ha- we have. This is literally on an episode in the past. <laughs> I don't. Last time <laughs> we were doing episodes was over a year ago. Devin, so. I'm with
0: you. I have no clue if you've seen The Room. Or not.
2: Yeah. I have. Okay. I have not seen The Room. And then Tyler went. Oh, we totally have to do the room one time. And he went well. I don't want this to be a bad movie podcast. Uh, past Tyler, feel free to go back and listen through our discography. Oh, and cut I the thought you were talking
0: about Room, not The Room.
2: Wait, what's the difference
0: with Brie Larson?
2: Huh?
1: No, he's talking about The Room. I mean, The Room is a bad movie, but it is kind of seminal, is it not?
2: I don't feel uh. like that. Gets. I, but here's it's the question: a huge impact. They made a whole movie it's about the making Seminole of. Up. It's famous. Here's the question: Fifty years from now, will people still be talking about the the room, or yeah, will it have been? the reasons that our podcast exists for. Will it have been a flash in the pan? You know what I mean.
0: It already hasn't been. It's been sixteen years since the movie came out. Has it
2: been that long? Yeah. I don't know. I think that fits the definition of Seminole Right. It doesn't. It's no. It's, it's infamous. It's not that, seminal. That
0: can be seminal. It won't be on any like kind of like list of best movies that you need to see that are like part of the lexicon. I said lexicon twice. Part of the lexicon. But we're not doing
1: like, best
2: movies. We're
0: just doing seminal movies. Okay. What's the definition of seminal? I'm literally looking it up just to <laughs> confirm
2: that I am correct.
0: Because I would argue that like notable and famous is different from like classic pieces of
2: art that you need to see. I think okay. it's just things that have an impact, right? So there are two definitions. Oops. I'm gonna read you both. Uh number one of a work, event, moment, or figure strongly influencing later developments. Influential. So that's all no, it means is influential. influential. The room is not influential. The room's influential. Definition number sure, two. Things
0: to avoid in making movies.
2: <laughs> Definition number two relating to or denoting semen.
0: <laughs> what <laughs> i think the room is maybe definition number two because there's a lot of sex scenes in that movie <laughs> it is definitely
1: influential
0: no yeah it is influential How? doesn't have to be
1: a model to follow sure. yes it, it just does. has to be no it if just has avoiding to the
2: things from that movie then it is influencing your decisions that is absolutely correct i think the room is on the table
0: we're not make. We're not watching movies and discussing ones that need to be avoided at all costs because it influenced people to So look at the movie you don't want to make.
2: I'm let's, just saying let's, it can let's be. Let's sidestep this entire debate because you've both seen The Room, so I'm the only one that could choose it, and I'm never going to waste a pick on that.
0: Yeah, why would you? Why um, would I? Because <laughs> I would rather
2: watch a good movie. It's
0: a fun movie to watch because it's so
2: bad, but that's not fun. what the show is.
1: Let's do Troll 2. No.
2: Right. Damn. I'm i'm only bad so i i i think people pick what they want to pick and i'm going to watch whatever that week's person picks because i think that's the way the system works that being said i'm only ever going to pick good movies that i want to see because there's so many of them that i haven't seen why would i waste my pick on a bad one i think we should
1: start taking suggestions
2: from who (laughs) from all of
1: our many (laughs) listeners I'm talking to you. You can email syndication at gmail.com if you want to give us a suggestion of a movie to watch. Doesn't matter what it is, we will watch it.
2: (laughs) Don't send us suggestions, because Devin will just use that as an excuse to not ever have to make a decision in his entire life. No, I picked a movie for next week. Speaking of which, what is it? Nice segue. I picked the Wes Anderson film. (laughs) Wow. Just start fresh. There's still a decent chance he cuts this out.
1: Uh, next week I picked the Wes Anderson film Rushmore because I have not seen it and
2: I know you both have seen it, Yeah, but we had, you know, I had seen it. We didn't talk about this. Yeah, we did. You know, it's so weird. We were talking about this at work the other day. Who was the people who sit in the area near me? Ooh. I don't want to name names, you know, I Ooh.
0: love Rushmore. I also love Rushmore I so much.
2: I have not seen it. I've
1: seen a lot of Wes Anderson films. Wes Anderson films. I've not seen this one. I've always heard it's really good. Hey D.
2: It's one of my favorite movies. Well, this is the one that starts it. Yeah. Right? This was his first film. Bottle rock, it was. Oh, that's right. This was like his first big film, though. I think so. Yeah.
0: Uh
1: so yeah. Uh I'm excited to see it because I've loved every other Wes Anderson film that I've seen before. And just as with every other movie that we ever pick on this podcast, I know absolutely nothing about it. But I have a pretty good idea like because it's who, Wes Anderson. Okay. Like you don't know who's in it? Uh, I don't know who's in it.
0: <gasps> can you take a guess, though? Based on <laughs> the other movies <laughs> i probably could. You can. <laughs> but I <Yeah>. won't.
2: <laughs> the two main characters are two of his favorites. Which are? Arguably his two favorites. Who are the two, two main characters? No, they are. I, I don't want to tell you. Okay, well, we'll find out. Don't look at any No, no, of no. I make one guess. You don't have to get both. You uh, had to guess one person. The
1: only person that I know that is in a lot of his movies is uh, Edward Norton.
2: No. Edward Norton's in, like, two of his films.
1: Well, he's in two of the movies that I've seen by him. <laughs> it's only because... It's not Ed Norton. <laughs> yeah, I don't is think he he's in Rushmore.
0: Is he in two of them? I know he's in Moonrise uh, Moonrise Kingdom, but... I
2: feel like he's in another one, but Isle I Dogs. Know. He's in Isle of Dogs. I yeah. yeah. Oh, that movie was so good. I love that so that much. That sushi scene?
0: I can't remember.
2: Oh, I saw it in theaters. It's once. so impressive.
1: Have you guys seen uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yeah, I like that one too, a lot. You both have? I didn't like it as much. No? I liked it. I thought it was really cool. It was okay. But I also like claymation stuff. Yeah, I like
2: claymation stuff too. I I love dogs is amazing.
0: This is the first movie where I'm like, I could watch this right now. (laughs) I like Rushmore so much. Let's do it. Let's never stop. Ah! (laughs) Let's watch it while we keep recording. (laughs) We should do
1: commentary tracks at some point. That'd
0: be cool. Nobody cares. I care. <laughs> cool. This movie movie was called Chinatown. Chinatown Chinatown, Chinatown. 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 It was Chinatown, a not Chinatown. set in Chinatown not until really. the last five minutes the of the last week. five minutes. Last five minutes Her of the movie. Weird. The last fucking five <laughs> minutes of the goddamn movie. <laughs> we in Chinatown, not the rest of the two and a half hours uh, at the movie man yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah last five yeah, minutes, yeah, five, yeah, minutes yeah, five minutes yeah, five yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i love that i i don't know why that i really fixated on just <laughs> the giant town setting hold on should we should uh, really we... fixated
2: on the last five minutes
0: what <laughs> that became like my hook that i yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's
2: how you access the rest of it yeah
0: Oh, I can do a good trumpet mouth sound. Can you do a trumpet?
2: All right, do it. Put in the thing. We're all doing the trumpet line. There's nothing else. I know. Put it in the middle and start. Over. It's no fun if you've listened to it before. We're trying to listen to it. No, I, the, that's the
1: part that's no fun. Matt, we're recording. Shut up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Three,
0: two, one. Pizza. Pizza. Mm. I don't know why. Oh, Adventure Time. That's why.